welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is leka devata from rehabit homes welcome leka hi thank you rama for having me Yeah, thank you very much. A little bit about Leka. Leka quit her corporate job in 2014 and started Rehabit Homes Inc., a company focused on residential redevelopment. She has now flipped over 40 homes and has expanded her focus to include land development additions, acquiring long-term rentals both in-state and out-of-state. Her strength is finding creative exit strategies on every deal. She also serves as an advisor on the board of certain landing, a fintech, a company based in San Francisco. With that, Leka, would you like to add anything to your background? No, I mean, I'm really excited to be here and uh, I've been doing this for about six years now and could not have picked a better career path for me. Awesome. And thank you. So how did you get into real estate, Leka? I got into real estate. It was completely accidental. I wanted to, I was really interested in new construction and, you know, just learning more about construction. And so I started researching that and realized that to get a new construction project going and finishing would take me about two to three years. And I just didn't have that kind of bandwidth in me. And so as I started researching that more, I came across the concept of flipping a house and ended up, you know, actually starting my company and buying my first flip and then quitting my corporate job to fully immerse myself in this flip and I completely loved it and decided that this is what I was going to do so I started investing in real estate by flipping homes that's cool yeah so how your previous experience helping you in real estate investing You know, previously, while I was in, um, in corporate America, I worked for Nordstrom, which is pretty high-end retailer and they're headquartered here in Seattle. And I worked there for a good seven to eight years. And I think that job taught me so much about process and working with other team members and, you know, just so much this working at Nordstrom, you'll hear from anybody that there's so much emphasis on customer service and those kinds of things like you know ingrained in you really help when you are starting your own company working with everyone from super successful high net worth investors to your general contractors that are actually doing the labor and you know dealing with different personalities in corporate i think teaches you to kind of deal with different personalities in a different career path yeah cool so you co-authored the only woman in the room book right yes So would you like to share more about that? Yes, I'd love to. So my friend Ashley Wilson, you know, she was, this is her brainchild. And she went across the country and found 20 women investors to each write a chapter. And what's cool about it is that we each, you know, we were all like first generation immigrants. A lot of people had no money coming into real estate, but the ultimate, you know, 
lesson learned from this book is that no matter what your background is and no matter who you have to deal with in terms of your competition, you can be successful. You know, we are all examples of women that have basically worked hard, networked immensely and risen above everyone else to create a successful business. And our goal with putting this book together was that more women can see or learn from our examples, more women can, you know, be inspired and gain confidence in approaching something like this. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Good concept. Yeah. And what challenges you faced in real estate journey so far, Leka? Oh my God, I wish I could name one challenge. You know, just this business, like so many things can go wrong. And as a fix and flipper, like I can tell you that there's been so many projects that if I wasn't hustling, then I would have lost a lot of money on. So, I mean, one one project that comes to mind is a house that I flipped a couple of years ago. And everything that could go wrong with this house went wrong with this house. So I had a general contractor that kept taking money and not doing the work. And I kept paying him thinking he was doing the work. But ultimately, I met him at the job site one day, and he had basically not done any work. And I had already paid him a lot of money. So that taught me a lot about my own financial management, time management, contractor management, I had to end up like hiring an attorney, firing this guy, finding a different contractor to finish the work. And it was stressful. Not only that, the same house had, you know, our landscaper left the water on and there was a massive leak in the basement and that caused a bunch of mold. So we had to rip out drywall and carpet and then redo everything in the basement. And then after that, we went back on the market and we had these thieves like come into the house and steal our appliances. So like, one thing after another one thing after another like kept going wrong with this house and we ended up I ended up making a loss on the house and that was fine like I'm like okay making that loss but I was really like thankful for all the lessons I learned from it I think I strategized and structured my business a lot more differently coming off of that and you know so you just have to like learn from your own mistakes and adversities that happen in your business to grow from that yeah so true and is that out of state property or no it was in state it was about 45 minutes away from where i live okay yeah so and uh, would you like to share your strategy how you made 1 million on a single flipping deal Sure. Yeah. So in 2017, I bought a house to flip and uh, I realized after closing on the house that I could subdivide that land. And what was amazing, you know, it was an amazing learning experience. I ended up subdividing this lot into three lots where I rehabbed the house that was on one of the lots. And then I got two other lots out of it. And I basically ended up, I'm actually closing on the lot and the house. So I'm selling one of the lots for close to 500k and i'm selling the house for a million and and i have another lot that is worth about 500k so all in all yes i ended up making a million dollars of profit but it took me three and a half years of hard work and you know constant talking to people going to the city meetings dealing with construction crews so it wasn't easy but ultimately you know i'm just happy that we did it and it's now all selling and um I'm just grateful for the learning and the experience. 
Awesome. So what markets you're focusing and what is the reason, Leka? Um, yeah, I am mainly focused on my own market, which is the greater Seattle area. I've been working in this market for about six years. And what I find here is our appreciation has been incredible. We have a six to 8% year over year appreciation, and that's hard to find in a different market. Our cash flows can be not great, but if you can find a distressed multifamily, add value and rent it out and make a minimum amount of like four or five hundred dollars in cash monthly cash flow but your property is appreciating massively then for me that's okay and that's the kind of investor i am i bank on appreciation not cash flow you know how we we're all different some people want the cash flow some people want the appreciation so this market is heavily appreciation based and i just love this market i love what our city is going to be i like that we have so many different companies we're pretty diverse and we're like a tech heavy company which is always a good place to be through covid my market went up 35% and that's because stocks went up and you know we're so tech and stock heavy and that in turn has a really good effect on real estate where you know it and because of the lack of inventory we have a pretty hot selling market so it's a it's a really good place to be an investor adding inventory where there is none awesome awesome yeah and what is your acquisition strategy like I acquire most of my deals off market through wholesalers that I'm networking with. So I network a lot. I host a networking group. And so, you know, it's just by word of mouth. Like if I'm looking for a 1031 exchange property, I just float it out to my network and I hear from them, you know, and they bring me deals. So I'm also a real estate broker. So I do look online, but I find that my best deals come from off market wholesalers. Good. Yeah. So would you like to share any few creative exit strategies that you have executed so far? Yes. So I believe in really looking at a project and finding some, some different kinds of exit strategies. Basically, you know, like I, since I buy a lot of flips, uh, homes to flip, what I do is I often look at what else I could be doing with the property. I mean, the easy strategy is to flip a home, but what if you could add an addition, convert it into a rooming house, make it an adult family home or, you know, subdivide the land or like there's historical lot lines that I have used in the past where I've taken a piece of property and taken and it came on like five historical lot lines and I just changed the parcel numbers and so sold a house on one parcel and kept ended up keeping another parcel. And just that parcel is today worth about 300K. And so, you know, it's just finding deals which can be versatile that you can use to do different exits. I think that that's your number one winner. I often buy properties where I can add income streams where I can convert the basement into a mother-in-law or add an addition in the back because people like nowadays, especially like they don't need that much space and they're happy to rent out a basement or a backyard to offset their mortgage interest. And so anytime you can reduce someone's mortgage, then they can afford to pay more for your project. And so that's one of the things that I specialize in is, you know, how do I buy a house and how do I add an income producing unit to it to offset someone's mortgage? Awesome. And uh, yeah, you have solid uh, tools and the skill set to how to exit different ways, right? Yeah. Right. And would you share any of your best and some worst real estate experiences, Rekha? 
Yeah. So I think my one of my best ones I can talk about a deal that I did this year. It was a mid-century modern house that I bought to flip and I just, you know, I designed it differently from what was on the neighborhood or what other houses in the neighborhood look like. And this neighborhood that I was working in, it's a submarket in Seattle called Shoreline. And it's a very eclectic neighborhood. You know, there's lots of buyers looking for mid-century and something different, not just your white cabinets, gray shaker cabinets and white countertop. They're looking for more like cool light fixtures, cool design elements. So I basically designed this house really, you know, cute and finished the basement really nice. Added a full, like a wet kitchen in the basement. And we ended up listing this house for $875. And this is amidst the pandemic. We got seven offers and ended up selling the house for $1 million, which was pretty incredible. So I ended up making a profit of $225K. So I think that was like, just a really fun project to work on. And because my systems and processes are so like in place now, since I've done so many flips, I was actually out of the country for three out of the five months that I even owned this project. And I was still able to manage everything remotely and make sure, you know, my contractors were there and they were working and they were doing a good job. And I basically had people that I had outsourced, you know, to check on the project. And I was able to basically create a home run, even though I was out of the country. So that was an exciting project. Awesome. And uh, what are typical uh, price ranges for your deals? Yeah, so my acquisition is typically between five and 700K. My rehab is between 100 to 200K. And my resale is between one to 1.3 million. That's an average. Yes, awesome. And how about the duration? How long it will take to complete? Yeah. So typically from start to closing, it can take anywhere from five to eight months, depending on the size of the project. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can share like worst experience. Yes. Okay. So my worst experience, let's see. So I bought a house. This was, I think, flip number 42 or 43. So it's, you know, sometimes people say when you have the experience, you won't fail. And that is not true because I obviously had a lot of experience flipping homes and I still, you know, ended up buying this house and I guess I didn't put the optimal floor plan for that neighborhood that the house basically sat on the market for five months before it sold. And I ended up making a loss of 65K. And, you know, I think I could have comped the property better. The city also got super involved and they did like 25 inspections on this house and the house is only 1,100 square feet, but they just kept coming back and saying that I needed to fix this and that. And, you know, it was a very, very rigid city inspector. And so just given that and, you know, the market timing, I think we just bombed this project and I made a huge loss. So again, you just have to walk away and say, okay, what are my learnings from it? And how can I not repeat that? Yep. So is that a bad neighborhood or... It's actually one of the better neighborhoods. It's in Kirkland, uh, which is pretty premium neighborhood. But I guess, you know, a lot of families live in that neighborhood. So they wanted like two bedrooms on the same floor so that it could be like a parent's room and a kid's room on the same floor. But this house only had one bedroom on the main floor and two bedrooms upstairs. And that kind of killed the deal for everybody. Got it. Yeah. So what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? 
Yeah. So I would say my current focus is on a couple of different asset classes. I'm really interested in self-storage and I am constantly looking at deals, uh, self-storage deals. But also I have been really excited about assisted living and providing good like living solutions to our seniors. And so I'm also constantly and actively looking into that asset class and seeing how I can get involved in something in that space. So I'm excited about both of these things. But I'm also, you know, always trying to grow my rental portfolio. So I'm always looking for small to mid-sized multifamilies to add to my portfolio. Are you collaborating with any experienced operator in that storage or estate living for Yeah. So with self-storage, I have uh, two friends in the space that are really solid self-storage specialists, AJ Osborne and Ryan Gibson, and they each have over a million square feet of self-storage. So I'm constantly like learning from them and, you know, learning from their deals and underwriting deals with them. So that's been exciting. In terms of assisted living, I am working with a partner to do something in that space. I can't talk about it yet because we're very much in the initial phases of starting this project, but I'm definitely actively doing something there. Awesome. So any one advice that impacted you? Yeah. So the one advice that I was given very early on in my career was uh, not to over leverage myself, which basically means, you know, don't, I mean, using other people's money is great, but if you get, if you have too many projects and you're using too many people's money with not enough of your own and you don't have enough skin in the game and a market shifts like the pandemic happened this year, then you could actually file for bankruptcy or you know, lose your shirt. So I try and stay within my means and try to do whatever I can that, you know, if something were to go wrong, I should still be able to fund it on my own. So I just, I think that's great advice that I was given is to just not over leverage. So, I mean, that's something that I tell everybody. I'm like, it's great. Like, you know, I know everybody wants to scale and scale quickly, but make sure you have some money in the account, in your bank account for a rainy day. Yeah, awesome. So any one book that impacted your life and what way? Oh my gosh, I read quite a few books. So I would say I'm impacted on a weekly basis. But I mean, if I were to name one book, I would say like Brandon Turner's book on rental property investing or David Green's The Burr book. These are books that every investor should read because, you know, these books help you find a way to make your money work for you because we're, we're all active investors and we're constantly, you know, working for our money. But when do you stop and put that money to use for you where it's passively growing and you're not so actively in it? So that you can actually enjoy some of the money that you're making actively. So I say start, you know, with a rental portfolio and go read these books to start amassing that portfolio. Cool. And how are you giving back to community, Leka? So I am big on educating and connecting people. So I am like, I host a virtual meetup group once a month where I interview different speakers that have done this really well, have, you know, been investing a long time, or they just have a lot of experience under their belt. And so they give away like so much free advice. It's incredible. And through my meetups, I've helped many people meet other people that are relevant to their business and their industry. So I'm big about giving back to the community. And then when we host our in-person meetups too, we charge a fee at the door, but we take that entire fee and we donate that to two different charities. So it's really incredible to, to get your community to pay, pay for these charities. 
Yes, awesome. So how can listeners can connect with you? Um, so I'm on Instagram and my handle is just my first and last name, Leka Devda. And I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, again, my first and last name, Leka Devda. And I'm happy to connect. Yeah, thank you, Leka. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for having me, Rama. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.